Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Family Records. I'm your host, Blake Sweet. And this week, we're going to do things a little bit differently. So Matt was actually unable to make it to the studio today. So sitting in his place is our special guest, John Ross Presta. How you doing, buddy? Good, good. I just want to first get out there and say shout out, JR. It's been uh, very cool hearing all of the Sweet family and the Rodolfi family and every other guest that's come on give me a shout out. So I <laughs> just had to try it myself, and it felt good. It felt right. Oh man, you dropped it right away. I was gonna like try to string the audience <laughs> along a little bit and not call you Jr. Nah, man, I blew my load. I, I've been holding on that one all day. As soon as, the, as soon as I heard that intro, I was ready to go. Although I was, I, I was gonna try and lead you into shouting out Jr. Yeah, I, I needed no leading, Blake. I was ready. <laughs> I was there, ready to roll. So I will say uh, that. Was, so typically in my podcast app, I'm listening at like 1.2, 1.3 speed. That was the first time I heard that intro. Normally, it's a lot nicer. Oh <laughs> yeah, I'm sure this intro is not meant to be played at 1.2 speed. No, I'll have to show it to you. It's it's a lot more pitched. It was I, I like this. I like that. Although Blake I can Matt, it's yeah, good stuff. I mean Ryan Fine, the guy who did it. I'm he's good, and I'm sure it would come out. Yeah, I mean, it's well not off that speed. I, I like it's it either just, way. There's just today was like, oh, this is really hitting different. We haven't <laughs> even dug into our glasses yet, so it's not that. Oh, we, that's right. We haven't. So this week we are drinking Crooked Fox blended, blended bourbon whiskey. Okay. I haven't even started drinking yet, and I'm stumbling over my words, dude. <laughs> it's been a long uh, week, I think. <laughs> oh, it for sure has been a long week. Oh, yeah. Um. All right. So I do have a little bit of information on the whiskey. Okay. Let me hear it. All right. I had it. Um, I feel like I've already made this joke that I pull up the website and then I forget to like go through the RU21 uh, and yeah, make yeah, sure yeah. I'm on the right page. Yeah. Okay. So equals equal parts sophisticated and unpretentious. Crooked Fox is crafted for those that overcome obstacles, trust their instincts, and come out the other side as winners. Oh, fuck yeah. This is a whiskey everyone can enjoy from the curious beginner to the seasoned veteran. Always family-owned and operated, Crooked Fox is blended in-house to ensure unmatched quality and flavor. I got to say, that sounds like a great selection. Uh, as, as some of our listeners may know, not a huge drinker. Haven't really dabbled in the whiskey world. Uh, You're not quite a whiskey boy. I'm not a whiskey boy. And uh, a big barrier has been the pretentiousness. So I'm glad to hear that you've served me something that is not too pretentious. I, I just I find it funny that a craft whiskey is calling itself unpre unpretentious. I know. It's like, a bit of an oxymoron, I think. Like... You know it's some hipster. Like, yeah, I'm definitely not pretentious. Yep. Bit of as a, he twirls his mustache. That's and... right. <laughs> bit of a foxy moron, if you ask me. <laughs> <Ba -dum> <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing uh, the Seinfeld music, so if I ever go, -dum 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 -dum, that's the Seinfeld bass playing me out. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I would have gathered that. I'd... Perfect. I don't know if our listeners at home watch Seinfeld. I don't they know should. what the I don't know what the age demo is. Yeah, I think it uh, I think it hits in any age. So if I, you're listening to this and you haven't watched Seinfeld, that's your first assignment. I think. <laughs> All right, you heard it here first. Jr. says your homework is go watch Seinfeld. <laughs> it shouldn't take you too long. It's just eight <laughs> seasons of television. Oh yeah, not bad. No, not at all. <laughs> All right, should we get into it? Let's do it. All Cheers. Right. Clink. That's smooth. Yeah, I. Man, I'm not the right person to be criticizing. I, but it is smooth. Yeah, no, no burning. It tastes on. very unpretentious. <laughs> that's, I think that's very <laughs> accurate, actually. <laughs> I was a little worried because that that description was ambitious, man. There, this there is was... a whiskey for people who come out the other side as winners. Yeah, I mean, I 
I feel like I gotta go do something after this. Something productive, something successful. Yeah, I'm I think I'm gonna go break into the hen house and steal a chicken. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, this is good. Like I said, not a big whiskey boy, but this is easy to go down for oh, sure. Oh yeah. No, that's I'm glad to hear it. You're at least uh you at least have a better first sip than Mikey usually does. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He is not a fan of yeah. that first sip. <laughs> Poor guy. Every every time we have him on, it's... <laughs> and then and then you get like three or four sips into him and he's good. There you go. Okay. So just that first one. Just going to take the edge off right there. Um, So I know we've kind of moved away from the trying to guess the flavors, but do you have any guesses? I don't think so. I'll go... I'll go... Uh, Tarragon. That's going to be my guess. All right. Um, well, I mean, we're going to have to see if you're right now. <laughs> I mean, if I do. Tarragon was... is a wildly specific. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's a deep cut, dude. I don't even yeah. know if they use tarragon. I, I Probably not. But if they do, how smart am I going to look? <laughs> how refined will my palate look after this? Uh, the mouthfeel was thin and light bodied. I love mm. that word, mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It is not the word to use for an unpretentious craft whiskey. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> but, uh, on the front, there was a blend of vanilla with baking spice. Is tarragon a baking spice? I don't think so. I think if you're putting tarragon in your bread, you're probably doing it wrong. <laughs> uh, the middle consisted of malted milk balls and subtle mint. Mm. On the back, flavors of smoked oak and fennel rounded things out. Fennel, I that's close. far off. Fennel is close from tarragon. <laughs> I got uh, my autumnal herbs a little mixed up, but I think I was close. <laughs> I was, I'm impressed, dude. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> took a shot in the dark. Let me, let me take another sip and I'll really search out that fennel. See, I mean, see why I, I got it. I don't mixed. know. I, I, I really do think these reviews are bullshit because, because that's the thing. These tasting notes, they come from reviewers. It's mm. not like this is the distiller saying this is what you should taste. So it's I, some random guy on the internet. I think the outcome of this will be I'll build a bot that goes to these whiskey <laughs> review sites and just does random words and just seeing how many of them actually get shut down. Dude, yes. Could you please do that? I, I for sure could do that. I'll put tarragon in too. <laughs> tarragon. Uh, I don't know, what else would be awful in a whiskey that could maybe slide through? <laughs> mustard seed. Maybe we can I don't slide know. We do have seed. somewhere. It was. We decided it was worth keeping we the, got a uh, one of the whiskeys we tried. We got a tasting card that came with it, and all of the all of the tasting notes were super subjective. Oh, really? Like tasty, tangy. <laughs> You'll enjoy this one. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well, at least they're not it wrong. Tastes right? like happy. Well, they were wrong. This <laughs> oh, was the shit. few bourbon, which is the uh, it has the family record for the worst tasting whiskey. Ooh, okay. Not to be confused with the worst whiskey tasting, which is where me and Matt screwed up. The ice, right? Yeah. I remember that. That was the story. <laughs> <laughs> so I got to be honest. I typically listen to this podcast. My boss, if you're listening, turn away while I am working. So I think uh, if you make a joke, there's probably an 80% chance that I'll get it and a 20% chance that I was uh, kind of consumed in what I was doing. So if uh, if anything falls flat, that's probably why. Do you think your boss listens to the show? No, I don't. But on the off chance that he does, hi, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, uh, Mark. You have no idea how many times I want to say that to him. Like, literally every meeting we start, I'm like, hi, Mark, in oh, the back of my head. I work, like, I work with so many people named Mark yeah. at my job, and it is so hard not to do that. Yeah. What do we, we have a, I mean, you, honestly, talking to Blake, I just hear, Blake, Blake, you know, just, <laughs> that Key and Peele skit must have been a hard, hard time Dude, for you to go that through. that thing is like 10 years old, and I still get that still gets all it, the yeah. time. I still, whenever I see an Aaron in my head, I hear, Aaron. I didn't even think it was that funny. It just really stuck, whatever. It was yeah. in the zeitgeist for a long time. Well, I think Key and Peele in general was just sort of a phenomenon. and Yeah, it really was. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like Vine. It's like one of those things you could just quote and anybody our age will understand what you're talking about. But yeah, it, it, it was. It was like specifically the substitute teacher sketches. Yep. And I'm trying to think uh, there's there, the front there hand, was back another, hand one. Yep. Oh, uh, bitch. Yeah. That was a that's, good one. that's the one that got everybody to watch it. Yeah. Then they came out with the Balake thing. Yeah. And, and then just took just, off. Dude, it, it started blowing me away. Like people who do not seem like they would watch Key and Peele. Yeah. Just started calling me Balake because they saw a five minute video on the internet. <laughs> yeah, no, it really got in my head. Any of those names, I, d- I definitely say them incorrectly. So thank you to. Oh, uh, I wish there was. I wish there was a way I could mispronounce Jr. J- yeah, like that's. Let's see, Jare. <laughs> I don't know. I. Uh... I don't know. We we did. Yeah, Matt, one. Matt yeah. did pose the question. Has anyone ever called you Jar Jar? Jar Jar. Yeah, I did. I have a good answer for that. Actually, uh, my dad actually called me that growing up a little bit. Really? I think it was. My, so my youngest brother, he's or my middle brother, he's six years younger than me. He would call me Jar just because Jr. was a little difficult. Mm. And uh, yeah, my dad took that, ran with it. Nobody in my family is a huge Star Wars fan, so it was surprising that that caught on. But nobody, huh? Yeah, not really. It's kind of kind of just, just you. Me. Yeah, <laughs> the the black sheep in, in that regard. Oh God, have you have you listened to Florida Tango? Not yet. No. Okay. You might want to skip the first episode. I have an embarrassing lack of Star Wars knowledge. Yeah, well, you know it's... what? I, I think that's okay. I think it, there's so much there. Like, I, I for for years I've considered myself a Star Wars fan, but like I'm not up to date on the Mandalorian, the Bad Batch, all the extended universe. Oh, dude, I kind of just like the first three movies. I I never really did the extended universe. I yeah. liked like. Like, I grew up in at the perfect time to start with yeah, Phantom Menace. That's right. Because when we were kids, uh, Phantom Menace was dope, dude. It was oh, like, yeah. he's well, got two lightsabers instead of one. Well, and it was it was our yep. Star Wars. Yep. Absolutely. And so, I feel like, like the sequels, they were kind of that odd point where, like, I don't know. They, they weren't for us. I don't think they were for maybe people a little bit younger. But we well, had that's, that's all these hopes. That's why it's so hard for me to shit on the singles. Yeah. Or not sing- sequels. Yeah, definitely. No, one, I, one taster bottle of whiskey already. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's it's hard for me to shit on the sequels because I I watched Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. It was a fun movie. Yeah. It did not feel like the Star Wars that I grew up with. No, it was, uh... and so it was it was kind of lukewarm to me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have to like keep in mind that's not meant for me. That's meant for right. you know that's meant to be the Phantom Menace for another generation. Right. And I don't know if which you got... the Phantom Menace was a new hope for. Right. And it was magical. Our I mean, parents' just generation. Yeah. Seeing Jedi on screen for the first time when you're 12 years old is just incredible. It's just oh, yeah. space wizards who are also like samurai or ninja. It's just what more could you want as a child? Well, and and especially in the prequels, the swords had all kinds of cool colors. Yeah. And- oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Mace Windu's got a purple. I have to throw in very quickly for all of our people who are listening at home. Uh, you could tell Blake and I are two Italians talking to one another because the hand <laughs> movement. It's not gonna. It's not on camera, but it. I would just say if you're a fly in this room right now, you are in danger. Blake and I are all <laughs> over the place. It's funny you bring that because because me and Matt are also both Italians, sure, so we do sure. this all the time. And yeah, it just it. It never even occurs to us. <laughs> I have been told on meetings people knew I was on mute, not because they saw my lips, but because they saw my hands were moving and they didn't hear me. And they're like, John Ross is trying to speak to us. He's just on mute like an idiot. But he is flat, he's uh, signaling to us like like, a, like an Italian. In fact, do you know where that comes from, this uh, talking with your hands cultural thing? I looked it up the other day. I was very curious. The hypo- I'd like to think it goes back to like ancient Rome. Yeah. So the hypothesis oh, is does. that. Oh, my God. I'm yeah, so happy. Nailed it. So the hypothesis <laughs> is that ancient Rome was a real sort of crossroads of the world at that time. And so you had people coming from 
many, many different lands, many different countries, all who spoke relatively different tongues. And so it was just a lot of people who didn't speak the same language. And so gesturing just became a big part of the so, culture. So the Romans invented sign language. They did, yeah, but very <laughs> inefficiently. You know, later on they took it and you do things with your fingers. Everyone knows what it means. The Romans just flapped their arms until people got what it meant. If you were mad, you flapped them a little higher. I don't know about you. I still do this. I don't know what to call oh, it for I, people listening yeah. at home. I, I don't know what it is, but it, it's literally, it's the Italian emoji. Yes, that's exactly it. Is, it. It's the, like you're holding like a tiny meatball knows. in front of you. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. So it, now I'm just picturing like some dude in a toga like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> the Colosseums are that way. <laughs> Watch out, the Germanic tribes, they're a common. <laughs> Have you heard about it? It's Jesus Christ. Uh, he's so bad. <laughs> They're going to crucify him. <laughs> T-pose. And that's where the T-pose started, actually. It's the first Roman. Really? No, that's bullshit. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> so we did touch on with you creating a bot. So you work in the tech sector. I do, yeah. I consider I, myself a sellout. So okay. I, uh, I grew up loving math. I got my degree in math. And then uh, I, I graduated and I was like, I don't know what to do. All I learned was how to just do cool shit with numbers. I wish I could do this all day, but nobody. I'm not good enough for people to pay me to do it. So, uh, yeah, I sold out. I am a data scientist now. Uh, basically, I I work for tech. Um, so so a lot of the basically I, I won't dumb it down or I won't kind of bore people at home, but I do a lot of AI stuff, um, algorithm building for. Yeah, so I will kind of just design and implement algorithms for for various purposes. So uh, yeah, if there's any AI questions, I know that we typically get pretty philosophical here on Family Records, and um, we do. It's usually a few drinks in. <laughs> That's right. I, I guess we could start off right at the front. Sure. So, in your professional opinion, how long till the Matrix? Oh, I think we are. I, are we already in it? I, we're, I, th I think things have been set in motion, but I think it will be quite some time. I do think. Um, we're kind of at the point right now where you can train AI to do pretty cool stuff very specifically. I think generalized intelligence is still very, very far. Um, and so basically what I think right now we're really good at is saying, hey, machine, learn this thing, but the machine hasn't really learned how to learn. So kind of this idea of meta-learning, I think, is probably at least 20 to 30 years on the horizon. All the things that happen fast. I could be wrong. This is like, I, I don't know how our listeners feel about this stuff, but like yeah. this is fascinating to me. Okay. Like... So what exactly is machine learning then? Is so, it Yeah, so machine learning has a very a very broad I mean, it definition. It sounds like it should be straightforward. Yeah, no, so but it also sounds like it's something way off. Sure. So so let's see. So I have a, a very so we'll start with AI. So AI is the most encompassing term. It's basically just like it sounds like any time that a machine, you know, kind of a, a coded computer, circuit board or something like that, a machine is doing something that can be categorized as intelligent or, or thoughtful in a sense. And so something that is AI is like literally if you tell your computer like, hey, if it's 80 degrees out, send like a push notification. That's AI. It's very, very simple. The machine didn't learn anything. So that's artificial intelligence. You then kind of go like one bubble more in, in the hierarchical sense. And then you have uh, machine learning, which is basically taking a machine and having it infer some things that that you didn't tell it, uh, but for the for a specific purpose. So a very kind of go-to example is something like uh, like Tesla right now when they train their self-driving cars. The first thing that they're doing is they're training something that is good at Im image recognition. So, so you show it, you know, ten thousand pictures of cars and just have have the machine learn like, oh, that's what a car looks like. I can now pick out cars. So that's an example of the machine. You didn't tell it like what pixels to look at and stuff like that, but it learned that that is what cars look like. Okay, that's that's fascinating. So yeah. I. I didn't realize, though, that AI isn't necessarily like 
intelligent on its own. Yeah, so AI is a, a very like, broad term, um, and, and you'll, it's one of those that like experts will probably use it use it differently than, than your like, typical person. I always think like, like you know, you you always see in like sci-fi stuff. Yeah. There's the supercomputer that just like talks. Yeah. Like, well, screw it. Like like Vision in the yeah, MCU. Yeah, sure. sure. That's, that's always kind of what I picture AI as being. Yeah, and I think that's we kind of throw that label. It's it's a very I think it's a sexy term. I think there's AI in movies and AI is a good villain and stuff like that. AI as it's defined is something as simple as, you know, if it's hot out, uh, tell your user to to go like not grab a jacket or just something very basic like that. So AI is basically just any programming whatsoever. Pretty much, honestly. <laughs> I mean there's there's definitely things that it isn't like so like just like spinning up a server to like to get information and send it to other people. It's not necessarily AI, uh, but AI is about kind of as basic as it gets in terms of like the sort of machine learning and real like computer intelligence hierarchy goes. That's, uh, yeah, that's really cool. I didn't realize there was. Yeah. And honestly, you talk to 50 so, different people, yeah. you'll get different answers too. It's just it's like <laughs> a quickly evolving subject. That's sort of what I, I've learned. I was going to say, it's, it's a field that we still know so little about and it's right. been around for decades yeah so yeah you, computer science you could trace back to well, i'll be a little off on this I, I guess you'd say like the 40s like alan turing when he when he broke the nazi codes that's sort of where computer science takes like its its original inception from um and then ai you probably go about 30 years later till you have like things that you could reliably call ai um but yeah sort of this we are right now i think in a renaissance of like machine learning um and, and basically what i learn right now two months from now will be outdated and you're, you're totally right that at some point somebody could kind of crack the ai code and then all of a sudden we do have vision and run around the streets and stuff like that but i don't think <laughs> it's like awesome would it be to just see vision have, yeah. yeah that'd be pretty sick uh yeah i, I, I don't know be... see vision <laughs> <laughs> oh that was a worse pun than uh wandavision <laughs> wandavision was pretty bad but yeah i think you topped it cool family record for worst vision pun <laughs> <laughs> so you watched wandavision correctly is that or recently I, is that correct i did i just got disney plus back and i just got into the marvel shows okay nice. i'm like two episodes into falcon and winter soldier okay nice. i am moving through it a lot slower sure it is uh and you know i've you know i've talked about this separately but making time for tv is so much harder than making oh, time for a movie such a pain in the because because a movie it's a two-hour commitment you're yep. done yep a tv show even even if it's you know, like nine episodes. Yep. They're nine one hour episodes. Oh, yeah. It and, is. And people will say things. They'll say things commitment. like, you know, season three, it's a little bit slow. I'm like, season three is 15 hours of my life. Like, yeah. are you telling me it's not good? <laughs> and I have to sit there and watch it. I, I don't know if you're like this, but I have real FOMO too when it comes to this whole expanded universe. And in fact, that's what originally turned me off to the MCU was when they were coming out with like all those all those Marvel shows like Luke Cage and, and I don't remember Which who else. Which were apparently not even really connected. But yeah. They were kind of connected, but they weren't. It's just like what I hated was I, I hated the thought that I would be sitting in theaters watching Age of Ultron and in the background you'd see like Luke Cage's sidekick and I wouldn't get it. I was like, I have to know every single one of these stupid little <laughs> Easter eggs. And it's the same thing with the Star Wars universe too. I've kind of fallen off because there's just so much that I just can't can't keep track of. Um, so yeah, basically like you were saying, like a standalone film, I think is a little bit easier to throw on than, than going through one of these series. Oh, so much. But I did like WandaVision. It was, it was good. I it, it was very different from what Marvel normally does. Yeah. Marvel is kind of known for doing everything differently every time right. they put something out. Right, right, right. Yeah, I do. It was a very kind of unique approach to a lot of issues. It was the first time I felt like it was like, Hey, these superheroes, they're humans and they're going to have like these weird human issues that, that we see in, in other movies as well. I, I was a little bit disappointed because there was the uh, there was the episode of WandaVision where they were like in 90s sitcoms. Yeah, yeah. 
I was disappointed in the lack of Full House references. Full House, and I was looking like, for Seinfeld. I wanted, <laughs> I wanted uh, Vision dressed up as Kramer, just kicking down the door. I mean, yeah, but I'm just in general. Wanda being Elizabeth Olsen and uh, oh, you know what? I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. That, that that would have been hilarious. Yeah, yeah, just so, some throwaway thing like the kids are watching Full House on the TV or something. Yeah, yeah. She's like, no, turn that off. It's garbage. <laughs> that would have been good. I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't do that. Probably some licensing thing. Uh, because I, I can't imagine that she gets along with her sisters anyway. I don't know what the relationship's like, uh, but they do seem to sort of do their own thing, the two of them. Yeah, I mean, if it works for them, it works for them. Right, right, right. Um, so back to the data science. So what really drove you towards that? Because you majored in math in undergrad, right? That's correct, yeah. Uh, and so basically... What it was, was math to me, and you'll have to cut me off because I could go on a two-hour spiel about how beautiful math is. Uh, you know what? I might just let you because I'm so not used to being the one who has to carry the conversation. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll rap about math and our users can they can press that skip 45-second button. Or, or, you know, just set it to 1.25 speed. Once you, once you get through the family records intro, then, <laughs> that's right, that's right. then you can speed it up. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, so to me, uh, math, what I love about it is it's just it's just problem solving. And it's just these these incredibly intelligent men and women throughout history who have taken a look at things like, why the heck do the planets spin the way that they do? Why, you know, how do we break these codes? And they've basically distilled it down to like a very just sort of un, unbreakable set of rules in a sense. And from there, it's been like, okay, how can we logically extend these sets of rules that we have to, you know, find find use around us? And, and not all math has to have use. And actually the kind of the most beautiful math, I, I think it does not have use yet, uh, but probably will someday. Um, but so that's sort of what pulled me to math was just this ability to find very creative ways to solve problems. Um, and, and then from there, I kind of, like I said, needed to make money and wasn't good enough to do math professionally. Uh, but I found out that there were a whole lot of people who were almost doing math and making some decent change for that. And that was the, the AI community. So, so as it turns out, basically you don't really need it, but being able to say that, you know, calculus and linear algebra and computer science is pretty much what gets you a data science job these days. And so, uh, if you can learn that people will, will usually hire you on to do some AI and be pretty amazed because it is a buzzword and it is, you know, people do think about the matrix and like, I'm going to hire a guy who can do the matrix. Like, that's crazy, man. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I don't like to make this too well known, but anybody could pick it up and start doing some AI, but that, that's originally what kind of pulled me to it. Okay. Well, that was, you said a lot of words in there that I didn't understand. Okay. So like, <laughs> like it's crazy how much jargon there is just in <laughs> yeah. trying to explain it in English. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, like, there is, I, I was good at math all the way up through like calculus. Uh -huh. Calculus was really where my math skills kind of reached the end of their rope. Okay. And so like, I think that's the biggest reason why like computer science and mm. just in general tech has been so fascinating to yep. me is because it's just on the cusp of understanding, but I don't get it. I tell you what, it makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> give me, give me 45 seconds. I'll explain to everybody at home what AI does, like what the calculus is doing. And it might, it might make you shit a brick. I don't know. To me, it's just, it gives me chills thinking about it. Uh, but so if you remember from your calculus days, there was something called a derivative, right? Yeah. And the derivative is basically, it's just the slope of a function at a given point. All machine learning does is uh, you compute something that's uh, for kind of to simplify it down. I'll just say, okay, there's like some accuracy, right? And then you just take the derivative of the accuracy and the derivative tells you which direction you need to change things to make your accuracy better. And so all you have to do is you just take a whole bunch of, uh, you know, pictures of cars or whatever, and you put them in front of your model and the model starts off with very low accuracy. And then you just take a derivative, you change some things, and then all of a sudden the model's accuracy is better. That's all machine learning is doing. 
is just kind of leveraging that one property of the derivative and just cranking out so much useful shit with it. It's incredible. Oh yeah, it's so simple that you know that it, it, all it does is use a highly. Well, just, it, <laughs> in fairness, it's not highly complex as far as calculus goes. Sure, but a highly complex formula. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, behind the layers, <laughs> no, no big are deal. Crazy. That's all it does. <laughs> You'll have to cut me off, Blake. I will talk math all day. That's <laughs> so what I, I, that was kind of what I was stepping into. <laughs> uh, so I, I do have to ask, like, because I've always been curious about this. I know you love the sort of unbreakable set of rules that math lays out. Mm -hmm. So working in a math related field, is it like, are you setting out to try and break those rules? No, I would is say because that's always the way that like science uh -huh. was kind of described to me was yeah. that like, there's these rules of nature mm -hmm. and there's a whole element of science and like engineering that like it's, it's about breaking those rules. Yeah. I would say math is a little bit more about leveraging those rules uh, in such a way that you can, you know, accomplish your goal. Um, if you're looking at pure math, then it is about um, pure math in a sense is just being able to take those rules and just prove something that you think is true that will have some use, excuse me. Um, but I would say mo most of what I'm doing is just leveraging those rules so that my company can make more money. That's kind of the 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 simple way of putting things. Oh, so you just, that, that's really your job is your job is making your company more money and saving it more liability. Absolutely. That's, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. I've literally. You're just, you're, you're a. I'm a seller. Yeah, Blake, yeah. I'm a seller. Just, yeah. just say what it is. I was trying to be nice about it. I, I automate other people's <laughs> jobs and I, I did it because I wanted to make more money than I would have doing calculus all by myself. It's, <laughs> maybe I won't sleep too well tonight, but that is, that's how I would put it. I don't know, man. I, we put enough whiskey in you, you'll sleep fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Sleep a little too well, probably. <laughs> so uh, I do want to ask a little bit about um, your family. I mean, that is what this show is about at, sure. at its core, sure. after all. Uh -huh. um, I know we kind of touched on this because we read your email on air a yes, while back for the right. listeners who have been around as long as JR has. Shout out. Shout uh, out, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what is something that's just universally loved by your family? Like, what is, is there a tradition or yeah. some... I would say, I hope she doesn't listen to this. I would say the biggest family tradition that spans multiple generations, multiple philosophies in my family is just roasting my mom. I don't know what it is. Oh. There's just something about her. And I, if she ever listens, I love her. She's great. But just everything she does is just so roastable. I don't know what it is. And my uh, my youngest brother has come up with a voice that we use, and it is the the, the mom voice. Um, and just, I don't know. It's just anything that happens. We always find a way to to make a little joke at her expense. It's, it's all in good fun. But I would say that that is whenever you most see my family all laughing together, it is usually that's what's going on. Can I please hear your mom voice? Sure, Blake. I'll do whatever you want. That sounds more like Herbert from it Family. It is exactly <laughs> that. It even, I didn't get the chance to do some S's, but it, it pretty much is the Herbert voice. I don't know why, where Jake took it from. Uh, it's a little bit more Southern Belle, I'd say. I, I mean, I've met your mom. That's it's like spot on. So uh, <laughs> now I really hope she doesn't listen. Yeah, right. <laughs> Luckily, I don't think she's figured out how to use the podcast app. I've showed her a few times. Uh, I mean, it comes preloaded on your phone. It, it does. You'd be surprised how many people have a trouble with the podcast app. I've well, I know. I mean, we've we've got a we've got enough listeners that more people should be leaving reviews. And yeah. yes, I am shaming all of you listeners, <laughs> including Jr. Oh yeah, <laughs> I actually almost did it on my ride over because I got shamed so hard. I was listening to last week's episode. I was like, if I hit some traffic, I'm just gonna throw in a five star. Uh, I listen to one <laughs> podcast. What they do is they promise to read all five star reviews on air. 
Um, and so maybe, I don't know, I don't want to talk business to, we can cut this, but, uh, uh, I, that, that is a good incentive that some people do go on and they're like, they'll put five stars and they're like, this show is the worst. I hate these guys. I just want you to know you're terrible podcasters. No, I kind of like that. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to make the executive decision while Matt is gone. Heck yeah. Uh, leave us a five star review and we'll read it on the podcast. Hell yeah. There we go. <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, just dumping on my mom. That's kind of the pastime. <laughs> I love it. I really because because we're all we're a family of roasters. It's what we do. Hell yeah. And it's I mean we've talked at length about how the youngest kid in the family always gets hazed. Yep. That's just see so for it's, some reason it's right up there with that. I'm just so glad that I am I have not been the youngest kid in the family in a while because yeah because specifically Matt. Uh-huh. was brutal. I could see that. I, I think uh, you guys kind of have that. Like, he seems have like a, he's like an older brother to you, you know? Yeah, we have a much better relationship now like you would with an older brother. Sure, and, sure, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, but we were uh, we did not get along for a while. No, that's the way it's going to work. I don't know what it is. It, specifically with boys, it's just they have to go through this like three, four-year period where they are just mortal enemies, and then they'll come out the other side friends. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I hated you for Yeah, well, I was just going to say, shout out Sam. Uh, one of my first memories with Sam is he just punched me in the nose at, at recess. Um, <laughs> Sam was a friend of ours from high school. And oh, my God, I could totally see this happening. Yeah, I just We didn't to... meet till high school, right? That's right, right. Okay. So this, so this like would have been before grade. my time. Yeah. <laughs> I just, Sam and I were both in the same friend group. We kind of occupied the same space as like kind of the more academic person. We were both tall for whatever reason that mattered. And so uh, Sam was in a sense my rival back then. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to tear him down wherever I get a chance. Right. So I'd roast him one day at lunch. I just, I went too far. He just turned around whah, right in the schnoz, which as a fellow Italian, you will know that is kind of our weak spot. So oh, yeah. no, it's, I, and, it's, and it's a very easy target. Oh yes. Yeah, so I think gravity kind of pulled him in, even if he was aiming for the cheek. Man, I hate too. You get punched in the nose. You start crying, even if you're, oh, yeah. you're not crying from the pain. It's just like the it, tear ducts get it, going. Yeah, literally. But like nobody believes that. No, I push you so hard, you're crying. You're like, no, this is just an automatic <laughs> response. I, I don't know what to tell you. I could just, I could picture this whole s scenario. Yeah, I, because like I, I don't even know what you said to Sam. I don't either. But I had it coming. But I, I, can, I can picture <laughs> what you said to Sam because yeah. you. I mean, you're right. It's got to be an Italian thing. Yeah, we, to we some hard. extent, we're roasters. It's what yeah, we do. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I could see the whole thing. I could see Sam punching you. Yeah, just because you got to do yeah. it. You know, Sam. And Sam will not take any shit. Which God bless him. Like honestly, it put me in my place. I probably made fun of him a little bit less. And we are, you know, the best of friends today. So it just has to happen. I, I think what it is is there's a little bit of, and this is probably like outdated, like gender theory. But there's like a little bit of like a pecking order has to be established. And oh, I think, for sure. I think when you're between 10 and 14, everyone's kind of feeling each other out and just a couple of beat downs have to happen. And then everyone's like, all right, we know who the big dog is. We yeah. know, we know how this all works. Let's get comfortable with it. And I, I don't think it's, I don't think it's as like strict as everybody likes to reduce it down to yeah. with, like the alphas, the betas. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not, no, that's it's not even necessarily, but like pecking order, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And it's uh, one thing that can, you, you can have like a bunch of, you know, for lack of a better term, alphas in a friend group. Yep. But there is definitely like the pecking order, like the, who do you not start shit with? Definitely. And, and to, to kind of further that, 
I think a lot of people oversimplify it with this notion of an alpha, which I think has been just very much disproved. But I think it oh, does yeah. very much differ by situation from situation. You know, like you will have one group of friends where that's the guy who if you ever get in a fight, you want that guy and you're not going to fuck with that guy. You know, another group of friends like that guy's like the ladies, man. He's Mr. Social. Um, and you, you will kind of be dominant or alpha just varying in your mm. the circumstance that you're in. So I think that, yeah, it's definitely a little bit of an outdated way of looking at things. But pecking order just for all intents and purposes of like who you can shit Especially on. Especially for like teenage boys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of insecurity, which is probably why I was making fun of Sam. You know, I just, I was like, I don't want people to make fun of me. I gotta, I gotta make sure we're all laughing at Sam. Our entire friend group was a bunch of like socially awkward. Yeah. Sort of academic kids. Yeah. And and it was just, we all developed this very roast heavy friendship. Yeah. Because it was like. Yeah, I can't be the nerd of the group of nerds. And poor Tito got the brunt of every single uh, joke, I think. Shout out Tito. Shout out fucking Tito, man. That guy, that guy, he went through some, we really, we were brutal on him. I love Tito. Tito, if you're listening, I fucking love you, man. But Oh yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, I think every group has that one guy. It's like, that's the guy you could all make fun of, you know? Yeah, and, and again, it, it gets to that same, like, it's not. It's not that there's anything wrong with that guy or lesser about that guy, but it's yeah. just it's where he lands in that pecking order. Yep. And it usually has something to do with that's the guy who's the least good at roasting back, you know? Yeah. And so oh, it's yeah. like, I'll make fun of Tito because I know if I come at Blake, he's going to get me right back. And I, <laughs> you know, I got to show everybody who's boss a little bit. So I, I know Tito will take it a little bit better. Well, there, there was a point where I was lower on that totem pole, but. You, you clawed I, your way back yeah, up, oh, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Personality well, goes a long way. Growing up in a family where what we do is fuck with each other, it, yeah. it really... Uh, <laughs> it, it toughens you. Iron sharpens iron, that's for damn sure. <laughs> All right. Um, so another question. I think this is actually the one that we read on the uh, on the podcast, but uh-huh. what's a what's a tradition that you think is unique to your family? Yeah, I, would, I think my answer that I gave... Excuse me. Again, I, I, I mean, I guess everybody makes fun of their moms. Uh, I would say we just have taken apart every single line from the first movie Grown Ups and about half from Grown Ups 2. And just it's just it's a meme. You know, it's just like an ever present. Uh, something goes wrong. Damn you, Obama. Uh, you know, <laughs> your toe comes out and it's like, ah, I got fungus on my toe. And, you know, uh, I don't know. We, like the, the cuts are so deep. I can't even think of them anymore. It's like we were talking about earlier where the well, key appeals because your mom loves the movie. right? Yeah. So maybe that's some good background is. My mom is convinced that grownups like deserved Oscars. And it's just like, we would have just let it go. And it was like every six months, she goes, Oh, maybe we can watch grownups tonight. And we're just like, that movie fucking sucks. And so I it, forgot about the Herbert voice already. <laughs> and, and so there was uh there was one time, just to shit on her, we're awful children. Uh it was her birthday and she was out like wine tasting with, with her husband. We sat down and watched grown-ups without her. She came home, Blake. There was about 10 minutes left, and she goes, you guys watch Grown Ups without me? She was so upset. And she goes, well, get some popcorn. We'll watch Grown Ups too. <laughs> which, okay, so which movie between the two do you think is better? Okay, so Grown Ups 2 is one of the worst movies that's ever existed. <laughs> Grown Ups 2 is so bad that it's almost hilarious. Literally, I don't know if you remember this movie too well, but the entire plot is just them throwing a party. And not even in like a cool way. Like it's just like. It's just a bunch of old dudes. Yeah. Doing the. Hey we're not old. And so, yeah. And so about 40 minutes of it is like. Like every Adam Sandler movie in yeah, the last 10 years. Yeah. It's just them hanging out. It's hey let's make fun of Kevin J- David Spade is at the bottom of the pecking order. <laughs> let's roast him a little bit. Uh, well again. David Spade is a leading man in his yeah, own right. That's but right. But he's the guy who gets shit on by that's all right. the other SNL dudes. Yeah. And it was. Uh, <laughs> it was Rob Schneider in the first one. I think he got shit on so bad he didn't come back for the second one. Oh probably not. So, so then it became have. David Spade. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So the, the movie is 40 minutes of 
hey, we're just hanging out. Here's all my friends in this town we live in. And then it's about another 50 minutes of, what if we just threw this party and be super fun? Literally, I think it ends with Adam Sandler fighting Stone Cold Steve Austin. I mean, the movie is a train I, wreck. I think it, wasn't like Taylor Lautner in it too? Yeah. All, back, every, back when the Twilight movies were a thing. Yeah. No, there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of surprising guest stars in that movie. So the first one, first one is at least like a solid movie. Like It's not good in any sense, but it's got, you know, beginning, middle, end. It is a film in a sense. Yeah. Grown Ups 2 is just Adam Sandler hanging out for a little bit. Well, because Grown Ups was in it in a way it was like a highlight reel of or like a victory lap yeah it really was for, for yeah. all these guys who were big stars the in the 90s yeah. yeah it yeah. was like a hey well we're getting old clearly we've fallen off popularity wise we're gonna throw one last big yeah. banger with all of us it was the expendables of uh, of it, the com- oh comedic God, universe it was, it was the expendables <laughs> for happy madison exactly Which, oh my <laughs> God, that's it. a movie that i think people don't talk about enough i think there's three i think i only saw the first two but I, I don't even know that I saw the second one. I the think first one was the first one was great. Yeah, but I, like not not great in the sense that it was a good movie. Yeah. It was great in the sense that it was just it's just like, porn, man. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> muscle porn with with guns. Oh yeah, for sure. It was it was eighties action movie, yep. just power fantasy porn. Yep. Like that's <laughs> the, the second one. If you if you haven't seen it, there's literally a five minute scene where Chuck Norris is uh, like in a I western. Have, okay, okay, so I have seen the yeah. yeah so so he's he's basically it's like a. You know, like a Western with a, with a duel going on. And he starts telling Chuck Norris jokes, yeah, I think, yeah. if I remember correctly. He, they did. They, Which is One very, of my favorites, too, was the, uh, the, yeah, I heard you once got bitten by a king cobra. Yeah. Yeah, and after three days of painful seizures and vomiting, the snake finally died. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe that's a movie that was made, man. That shit was crazy. Oh, it was absolute ridiculousness, but I loved it and what was, so much. What was nuts, too, is you go back and it's like, oh, these guys were all fucked. They were jacked in the 80s, right? And then you look and it's these 50-year-old men who you could tell have been using steroids their whole lives. Oh, yeah, they've just... been using steroids since they were like 25. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> it's is, ridiculous. It did not age well for most of them. You know, some of them still look okay, but some of them are like, Oh, jeez. Arnold. Arnold has still got it. Arnold does still have Did you see that video of him getting Dude, roundhouse kicked like a year ago? Isn't he like 80? He's at least 75, I think. He's, he's definitely close it, to it. It is insane. Yeah. He's a Redditor. He, he's, he frequently posts in r slash uh, bodybuilding and, and other things like that. Jesus Christ. He's a Redditor? Yeah. He's the best. What? What Arnold has is, Arnold Schwarzenegger done? I was just going to say, he's the American dream. Like, he he was foreign born. He worked his ass off. He had an incredible physique. He became a movie star. He became a governor. like A governator. A governator. That's right. I mean, he's <laughs> just, I when that man goes, I think that there's going to be a lot of, like, appreciation for what we had. I, I don't think well, right now he is appreciated enough. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a, uh, a, he's apparently an amateur comedian, too. So if you, Oh, my God. If you guys, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to plug it again, Hell shamelessly, yeah. for to tango. Uh, it was our two truths and a lie uh, episode. Uh-huh. Uh, one of my one of the co-owners, Ellis, told this story about when he worked security for Arnold, and okay. Arnold was just telling jokes. That's awesome. Yeah, and, I, I'm not even gonna attempt it because I'm gonna butcher it. Yeah, yeah. We'll but go it back was, and it listen. Was some, he told some dick joke. Awesome. <laughs> like, <laughs> and this was this was pre-governor. Yeah. No, I mean, that guy, that's just I, a guy who has reached the <laughs> pinnacle of like four different careers in one lifetime. Oh, yeah. And it's, I have never heard a story about like somebody who's, I, I I'll, I'll finish what I was going to say, sure, but sure. I think I'm already wrong. That's okay. I've never heard a story about like somebody who's met Arnold yeah. and wasn't like blown away by just 
Yeah, I'm sure everyone's got exceptions, but yeah. Down to earth and at the same time, like, knows that you're there to see the Terminator. Yeah. Like, no, he's a great guy. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know him personally, obviously. Big like, surprise, I haven't met Arnold, but. I uh, mean, it, it sounds like he hams it up. Like, he will do, he will play up the. Uh, <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, what? he knows that's what people want to hear. Absolutely. I learned the other day that they, uh, a lot of his movies, it, maybe this is common knowledge, a lot of his movies, they cast him as something weird, like a robot or a barbarian, just because his acting is a little bit rigid. And they were like, let's hide it in his accent <laughs> and things like that. And I was like, wow, it totally works. You know, I mean, it absolutely did. And yeah. to a point, he actually became a solid actor. I think so. I think that like could, towards, towards yeah. the end of the peak of his career, he was actually doing like good movie roles absolutely yeah there, there are a lot of worse people in hollywood today oh, i would for think, sure than arnold for sure who do you think is like the worst person in hollywood I, right now i just hate james corden gordon james corden the the big the, british the, the, the british, big british late, bloke the, the dude who does carpool karaoke yeah yeah oh my god i think i'm so glad i'm not no, the I, only one i can't I, stand that guy I there's something that's like even for British people, he's overly sw- he's smarmy. <laughs> yes, because yes. like like British people in general are yeah. a little smarmy. Yeah, but see, and, most of the time it's like, like cute and charming. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's cute yeah. when a normal British person does it. Yeah, <laughs> no, I can't. And for, part of it is I just think carpool karaoke is the stupidest thing ever. And there was like a, I have seen some fun carpool karaoke. Okay, and I've never taken a deep dive. clips, but I just remember in 2018 scrolling through Facebook and it's like, oh wow, this guy's singing in a car. Now this guy's singing in a car. Why is James Corden getting paid for this? He's just driving the car. It's not that charismatic. I don't know. Uh, I, so for I, sure, he does not need to be there. Yeah. But like uh, like the first one I saw that I actually enjoyed, it was literally when I was in Seattle, uh-huh. the afternoon after I met Dave Grohl. Awesome. <laughs> I'm scrolling through Facebook yeah. and up comes, oh, Dave Grohl on Carpool Karaoke. Oh, it's I like, would watch that. I love Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl? I know him. Yeah. <laughs> We're best buds. We just got a bike place together. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. it's. <laughs> oh, so you were flipping through the uh, family record book. I was. I, I know this is kind of a running theme on here. Our guests kind of get a chance to flip through it. Uh-huh. Did any records jump out at you? Is there anything you want an explanation on? Let me see. There was definitely one. Let me let me see if I could find it again. I'm interested, I swear honestly. to God, if you bring up most Australian hats. No, I've heard that, I, <laughs> that, that definitely. I think the one that got me It's was, a fun one, but it's it's everybody's favorite. I actually, I'm going <laughs> to, I got a hot take. I want to hear about the time your dad ate the most chips and salsa in one day. I think that that on surface doesn't look that interesting, but I bet there's a cool story with some diarrhea involved going on there. Uh, I don't remember if there's any diarrhea okay. involved. I'll just assume. I can't promise that. Um. Honestly, this this record might have been broken by this is a fifteen year old record book okay. that it hasn't been updated in fifteen years. Sure, sure. Uh, but yeah, so my dad has uh, the record for most chips and salsa in one day with three baskets of chips and two bowls of salsa. Uh, previously held by Mike Rodolfi with two baskets of chips in nineteen ninety nine. I was gonna say those those have to be some big baskets because I think well I without even thinking about it we'll put that away. So there's one of two restaurants that this is Okay, at. gotcha. It is either Casa Mexico or Casa Rosco. Shout out to both of them if you're ever in Livermore. They're both killer Mexican food. Yeah, big especially Casa Mexico. Uh, I yeah. love Casa Mexico. Casa Rosco is a little bit more like they cater a little bit more to the white people. They do. Yeah, it's not uh, bad like, food by any means, but like it's, it's probably a, a blunt way of saying it. But it, it's, right. it's a little Americanized. It's a little bit. Yeah, it's oh, we're in a pueblo. This is so quaint. Casa Mexico is like you want some Mexican food. Yeah. Here we go. Casa <laughs> Rosco gets a a mariachi band. Yeah, like <laughs> a, that said. 
the mariachi band's a lot of fun. I mean, they, of course, dude. I mean, you could make fun of them as every, much as you want. Every now and again, they get a certain Carlos Ventura. Hey, shout out, Carlos. <laughs> also, shout out, Sean, just while I'm doing my shout outs to everybody who shouted me out. I feel like at this point, this is just like, we should just rename the show shout outs. Yeah, we should. <laughs> everybody, it's just tradition. You have to shout out everyone who came before you. Yeah, the Acosta Mexico is good, and they have big chip bags. So yeah, that they does do. kind of. I think I've run into you, Acosta Mexico. Oh, I'm Very sure. It is. It's. It's a. For as sort of hole in the wall as it is, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just in a little strip mall yeah. in a residential neighborhood. Yep. But it's uh, it's a popular spot for as tucked away as it is. I was gonna say, I think it's a little unappreciated. You can only park like five cars in their yeah, lot. Yeah, right. No, which we, is. A little bit ridiculous, but we definitely that was the post graduation spot. So anytime oh, yeah. there's like a fifth grade promotion, it's like gotta hit Casa Casa Mexico. Oh, dude, I'm pretty sure we when we graduated high school, we got yeah. together at Casa Mexico. Yeah. Just, it was it was the thing that you did in <laughs> Livermore. Uh, <laughs> Here's a good uh, family story related to that. So my little brother, uh, my middle brother, he uh, we're all big eaters. My entire family, we just we put away food uh, for whatever reason. There were about three or four times when he. I wonder was, if this is genetic at all. I think it's got to be because I, 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 we've already talked about we're both Italians. Yeah. There, just, there's already a lot in common with our family yeah. dynamics. <laughs> <laughs> we just eat big. You just got to eat big. Uh, but so he must have been nine or ten, and he kept ordering super burritos, and he would eat. Oh, I mean, super burritos at Costa Mexico oh, are so good. I'm alone. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this kid must have been nine or ten. Did you intentionally mispronounce that? See, I don't even know anymore. Quick it's, side it, tangent. It, it's Madonna Mia. I know, but so. But I, if you ever see any Italian guy, yeah, say it. It they pronounce it Maron. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's, so, it's like I, intentionally mispronounced, and it pisses me off so bad because I, I thought it was a separate word for a long time. Me too, absolutely. <laughs> I, and it wasn't. I texted Blake because I was watching The Sopranos, and I heard Tony <laughs> Soprano goes, "You know, oh Marone," and the caption says "Madonna Mia," and I'm like, "Is that what they've been saying this whole time? That is crazy." Well, this is. I remember you told me a story about your brother when he found out. Yeah, for the we, first time, <laughs> it was like it was earth shattering. I was like, I could not believe what, that what you guys have been he, mispronouncing. He this. like put it in a text. Yeah, it was and got a, corrected like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So my little brother texts in, and he's like, you know, my mom is like, "Hey, we're having, I don't know, chicken parmesan tonight or whatever." He goes, "Oh, Marone." My mom is like, "What's Marone?" And, and Jake, Jake is like, "You are trying so hard to keep up that voice." <laughs> I got it it's every time she talks. Uh, yeah, Jake is like, "Marone." It's the thing all you Italian people say. And she's like, "Oh, you mean Madonna Mia?" And we were just like, "What are you talking about?" And then I had to look it up on Urban Dictionary and just be like, "This." phrase has been bastardized so much in Italian culture that I had no idea. I grew up 20, 20 just like, uh, funny enough, mozzarella. It's the same thing. I did, I thought mozzarella and mozzadel were completely separate cheeses. <laughs> I mean, that one's at least a little bit more straightforward. Like Blake, I swear to God, I worked at Mountain Mike's. What, My did, mom walked in. She asked for mozzadel sticks. And I was like, I'm sorry, we don't have that. All we have is mozzarella sticks. She looked at me dumbfounded. <laughs> <laughs> oh was, my god i love it it was another earth shadow and i mean so funny enough speaking of the sopranos and i won't spoil anything i know you haven't watched it yet fully well yeah I've, yeah you, like as much as you can I'm sit down in and watch season one sure sure it's, um, it's another one of those like do i spend my alone time yeah, watching yeah. sopranos or do i try to do something productive which or do sh- i watch a movie strong recommend the sopranos <laughs> i would say it was, oh it yeah was, no it's it's a fun show yeah. from what i've seen it's just it's really tough to it, just binge sure. yeah uh, but so my mom and Carmela, who is Tony Soprano's wife, are the exact same person. And so oh going God. through going through and watching the show this time. They totally are. <laughs> yeah, going through and watching the show, 
uh, Carmela does the same shit. She, you know, she sits down and is like, hey, does anybody want some prosciutto? And I'm just, <laughs> I would get so mad at my mom. Like, why don't you say prosciutto? I know you know the word is prosciutto. Why are we just dropping vowels here? And then just seeing Carmela do a million things that my mom did was, was such a funny experience. <laughs> Although, to be fair, it, it's fun to just drop the vowels on the end. Yeah. Spaghetti. Spaghetti. That's a that, good one. Yeah. <laughs> our friend group, none of whom are Italian. Yeah. Love that one. Spaghetti's spaghetti become a meme, definitely. I think there was some video that went around. Uh, somebody touching my spaghetti. Uh, but yeah. I, and not only shout out Sam, but shout out Sam's mom, who I Hell yeah. feel like we probably shouldn't say her first name. Sure, shout but, out uh, Sam's mom. Because uh, <laughs> the last time we got together, we like popped over to Sam's parents' house for like five minutes. Yeah. And Sam's mom was just like, Oh, here, let me make you a giant pot of spaghetti. That was Just enough like... to feed a small army. We were out the door. <laughs> it was like a three-person trip. We had to, like, make our seating arrangements in my Jetta around where the pasta would go. <laughs> we did. I'm pretty sure I ended up with it on my lap yeah. at one point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. My and mom she had to send thing. us with, like, seven pot holders yep. just so that – Because she through. knew it was going to sit on somebody's lap. Yeah, she was right. No, I, moms that do that are the best. My mom's the oh, same for way. Sure. I'll go visit her. It's become a meme now that as I'm leaving, she will offer me everything in the house. She's like, "Do you have enough Nutella? Do you do you need some cash? Do you do you have enough? Uh, you, you know, do you have enough puppy pads? I don't even have a car, I don't have a dog mom. Like, why would I need that? She's <laughs> so my brothers are following her. Do you, do you want the house chair? Do you want to borrow the car? <laughs> so, so much stuff. It's so sweet though. Oh, so you guys really do just shit on your mom all the time. Oh, yeah, pretty much 24-7. <laughs> iron sharpens iron. It's made her tougher, I think. <laughs> I, I should hope so. Yeah. I like to think she's not crying herself to sleep every night. She'll, she'll strike back, too. And... <laughs> My son hates me. <laughs> all I do is offer him love, and he's so mean. I don't even... Oh, right. the burrito story. That's what I was... Yeah. That's the tangent. Right, back to the burrito story. So, in typical family records yeah. fashion, tangents. Subtangent the subtangent. Uh, but so basically this poor nine or 10 year old kid, he would eat seven eighths of a, of a super burrito, which is, I think, a lot for a 10 year old. That's a lot. Yeah, they're big. They're big burritos. They're the size of your forearm. Uh, if not bigger. Yeah. And so we would just make fun of him. He'd, he'd, like, you know, he'd order a super burrito. I'm like, oh, you got to finish this time, little boy. You're going to be able to finish the burrito. <laughs> and he'd go, I finished it last time. And it would be, it would get to the point where like there was one bean on the plate. And as we're walking away, I'm like, oh. You didn't finish that burrito. You get so mad. The next time we went out, he had to order another one. And I, I don't even remember where the story was going. But uh, yeah, those those Casa Mexico burritos, I think really. Oh, yeah. That was kind well, of the last hurdle. This but, all this this was a tangent that spun off of another tangent, which was about my dad and the Casa Mexico that's chips. That's right. Salsa, okay. We're, all, we're getting back which, to square one. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, this guy was. So we did. As a family, we would get together. We, uh, we were regular enough customers that we were on like a first name basis with Hell the yeah. owner. Hell yeah. And, you know, <clears throat> it was like we would walk in and he would know. He would get – we would have a table right away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was everything short of being brought in through the back. <laughs> like the Goodfellas scene. Which is, I have al <laughs> I've always wanted to be brought in through the back of Hell a yeah. restaurant. If there are any restaurateurs that listen to this, please reach out. Definitely. Just I, – I, I'll pay for the food. Yeah. You know, whatever. I – I just want to be brought in through the back. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, so it was a big family gathering. Sure. They pushed all the tables together because they, they don't hesitate to do that either. Yeah. Which is, and, that's how you know you're at a good like family establishment. Oh like, yeah, oh, for sure. we got 20 people coming in time to accommodate. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, they just, 
they brought out so much chips and salsa because they know we can eat. So it was like everybody had a basket of chips sitting in front of them. Good. That's the way it should be, honestly. <laughs> I want personal chips and salsa when I sit down. And there, there were a couple, uh, you know, like there there were a couple people sharing salsas. Yeah, My dad sure. was not sharing salsa. No, I, I will do the same thing. I'll he sit got in the corner. His own, and, yeah. yeah, he got his own thing of salsa and he's just sitting there shoveling. Yeah, it's the classic. What's everybody else eating? Which is a grown-ups <laughs> line that we use all the time. <laughs> well, and, and y'all have heard him on the podcast already. Yep. Um, when we gave him nice sipping whiskey, he just pounded it. <laughs> that was gone. Yeah. Um, this was my dad with the chips and salsa. <laughs> it would be like the waiter would put down the basket of chips and the salsa. And by the time the waiter got back to the kitchen, it was like, hey, I need another one. <laughs> He's like SpongeBob with the ice cream. <laughs> I was going to say like like Ron Swanson with bring me yes. all the bacon and eggs that you have. <laughs> they got your Excuse dad. Excuse me. I. I don't think, I think you might've heard, yeah. I want a lot of bacon and eggs. I did not say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was my dad with Costa Mexico chips and salsa. It, it was, <laughs> it was. I have to imagine they got spectacle. like the, they got the Home Depot bucket. They just place it in front of them full of salsa. And then, and then he gets the chili verde, which is a Ooh. big, big platter. Yeah. Because Costa Mexico has great portions. Yeah. It is the best. You order one meal it might cost like $30 a plate, but that's at least three meals oh, worth yeah. of food. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Uh, and he polished off his chili verde after three baskets of chips and two bowls of salsa. What is it about dads that they could just put and food away? I, I can't believe I remember it this vivid, vividly. Because yeah. this had to have been, this is at least 15 years yeah. ago. Yeah. No, at least an impression Probably on you. Probably more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you were at school the next day. You're in sixth grade. My dad can eat more salsa than your dad can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I might have bragged about that to you at one point. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> it's up to and shout out Matt. This yeah. is uh this is one fat kid record that he does not hold. Okay, good. You don't want all of them. You want all of them. Because he gets like... he gets a little down about that sometimes. <laughs> so uh, I uh, I have my picture somewhere for eating a big burger in Fresno. Really? I don't know the name of the place. And it was I was probably I was like 14, 15. Um and yeah, they just they're like, hey, was we it a good burger? It was a pretty good burger, I think. Uh, I know I was not. I didn't walk away. They didn't have to roll me out of there, though. I've eaten bigger burgers for sure that I didn't get pictures taken of before. <laughs> why, why does this feel like the plot line to a How I Met Your Mother episode? It, it probably was. I think there's, there's that one where they're chasing the burgers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I love eating challenges. Places, restaurants, if you're listening right now, if you can have like a food eating challenge, that just makes me want to go there so okay. much more. So any restaurateurs that are listening, if you've got a food eating challenge... Hit up me and JR. Yeah, we'll come Bring us back. in through the back. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll do your food challenge. We absolutely will. I'll even sign my name. I there's just something so sad. I don't know, I don't know what hunter-gatherer thing this like triggers in me, but it's like I would rather eat one huge meal where I'm just dying after than like eat throughout the day. And that's the opposite oh, of yeah. how you're supposed to eat. For sure. Like that that's bad. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> not, it's not good for you. <laughs> no, you know, I'll bet you I know what it is, because like I love to talk about how. A lot of the Italian like delicacy dishes mm -hmm. that you see, they were created because peasants were trying to throw scraps together and yeah. figure out something edible. Sure, like pasta is cheap to make. Yeah, pasta is, yeah, it's literally flour and eggs. Yeah, tomatoes you got all over the place. You know, it's not like the veal, like the veal cutlets aren't the go-to. No, yeah, no, you're, no, but like, uh, like tripe is yeah. a big, uh, it's, it's tripe fish, stew right? is a big, no, oh. it's, um. Oh, it's part of the cow? Cow intestines. Okay, gotcha. Um. But yeah, that's that's a big thing, especially in like the small poor villages in Italy. Sure. Um, 
But yeah, there's a lot of these delicacies that are just poor people. So like, I think us being of Italian descent, like our, our ancestors starved a lot. Yeah. That's crazy. And, you know, about. like they, for a long time, just wondered. Where's my what, next yeah. meal? Yeah. So when we, when somebody puts a bunch of food in front of us, yeah. it's just. I'm set for two days, man. It's like, yeah, I, I got to eat this food. I owe it to my people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's probably this way more it. in depth than it actually is. This is but for I, great, great, great uncle Giovanni who died of starvation. <laughs> I'm going to order a I was trying to bring it bullet. to a punchline and yeah. I'm glad we got somewhere <laughs> yeah, with it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, So to kind of shift gears a little philosophically, I always find a lot of, I take a lot of pleasure in like t- taking a look at these tendencies we have and going like did I get this from like hunter gatherers? Like, was this, is this advantageous at all? Um, and I can't think of an example right now. So maybe you can cut in with one. Oh dude, um, I always forget what to call it, but like, I've heard people refer to it as lizard brain. I like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Cause, cause uh, it, it, the brain stem and like, yeah. Cause like, it's, it's that base animal instinct. Right, thing. right, right, right. I like that. Um, I don't, I don't know. I can't think of anything. Else it's, yeah, no, it, you, you stumped me on the Like if I, if I was prepared, I would sure. have examples. And I do this 20 times a day. I'm like, I bet I like this because I'm like a weird lizard person. Well, I, actually here, there's an example right there. Like, like preparing for this weird scenario where yeah. we, we've got nothing. Yeah. Like this is just, we weren't expecting to walk into this. That's, that's gotta be some weird hunter gatherer thing. Like we, right. like we would have died back in the hunter gatherer <laughs> days because we're not on our toes enough to come up with yeah. the shit on the fly. No, I like that. And <laughs> Which, I feel uncomfortable, I, but, but I don't know. I know? feel like I just found a paradox. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a hunter gatherer thing that I was, you know, I'm going to die because I can't come up with shit yeah. on the fly. But then I just came up with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, your ancestors the, had, it, it, there was it, a... it's the Pinocchio f- or paradox. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Damn, I'm so bummed. I'm stumped. I'll like interrupt in like an hour and I'll, and I'll have something. Oh yeah, but... I'll, I'll be like in the middle of my interesting archive and you're just going, oh wait, 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 I just thought of something. <laughs> I like shitting standing up. <laughs> Do you? No, I don't. Have you ever well, tried it? So we went camping one time and we were just up a river. I think it was you, me and James were fishing uh, like by the Sacramento River. Oh, uh, I, th- I think I remember. It was this when James picked the campsite yeah, and we, yeah. we went tubing and all yeah. that. Yeah, Shout oh, out yeah. James. That was a lot of fun. Oh yeah, that was, that was one of the best campsites. But... And Way better than the several times we let Sam pick. Yeah, those were, those were rough. The, <laughs> they, the they, drought, barren, Central California places. They, well, in the middle of one of those drought, barren, Central California places, it all of a sudden started pouring rain. Yeah, which was bad for the opposite re- reason. I and just I, remember, because like I slept in the bed of the truck that night. Yep. And I just remember being woken up by lightning striking <laughs> like... I 20 yards away from yeah, us? Yeah. No, it was crazy. <laughs> you know that thing where you're supposed to like count the number of seconds? It was instantaneous. I was like, there's a lightning, there's a thunder. I think I heard the thunder before I saw the lightning. <laughs> like it was it was that close. Yeah, it was nuts, man. And I just it was like 4:30 in the morning. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm not going back to sleep. Yeah. I, I'm sitting there in the rain, laying in my <laughs> soaking wet sleeping bag in the back yeah. of the truck, like, oh, I might as well go over to the cooler and get a beer. Yeah. <laughs> And I woke Carlos up because he was on the trip too. And he's like, I, w- I woke him up by popping the That's top. incredible. <laughs> I'll take this moment. Just I want everybody to know that in a pouring thunderstorm, Blake Sweet made a campfire. It was incredible. I, one of my proudest moments of yeah. my life. We literally had to leave. Like the campsite was near getting flooded. And I look over and Blake is like, what? Nobody wants eggs? He's got a roaring fire going yeah. in the middle. Okay, I'm on like Miller Light number three because yep. we already ran out of the Coors Light. Yep. Uh, I, yeah, I've got a... Big old fire. I've got a 
cast iron pan on it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> How do you like your eggs done? I'm like, Blake, we gotta get out of here, man. <laughs> the roads are gonna be muddy. <laughs> uh, that was incredible. Those camping trips are so much fun. And we actually, we have one coming up. Yeah, a couple of weeks. So two, I, three we weeks. probably should give a little bit of background then. Sure. Um, yeah. take, take us through it. So the summer going into our senior year of high school, our football coach took all of the seniors uh, yep. out to a campground for like a team bonding thing. Mm-hmm. And it was... Like that trip was so much fun. Oh my god, it was. We were we were rope swinging into the river. We were climbing Swimming the up cliff currents, face. Like a, yeah, we uh, we just ran like two miles up the highway for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They and tricked us into six a.m. conditioning. Literally every semi that drove by the entire football team was just. Uh, uh, yeah, that's the best. you got to do it, man. <laughs> oh, it was, <laughs> and then we just like. Hopped a fence and started running through the mountains on the side of the highway. Oh, it was gorgeous, though, man. That was an incredible trip. Oh, one of one of the best runs I've ever taken. And I never, I never thought I would say I've enjoyed yep. a run that I've taken, but that was that's up there. That was like really like I will never go out of my way to do it. But being forced into that cathartic, like you're with the boys, you're up in the mountains. Oh, yeah. It's you know seven o'clock in the morning. It's freezing, but all of a sudden day is breaking. That just felt like. This is living, man. You oh, know, yeah. maybe that's the hunter gatherer. Like we're up looking for <laughs> See, food. There you go. Yeah, right. <laughs> it really is. Like that's because you feel so in touch with nature when you're yeah. just up there camping. You're sleeping on the ground. Yeah. You're out there. You're, you're up when the sun's up. Yeah. There's just you have no choice. I hate to sound like a boomer, but like you forget your laptop password for a second. You're not thinking about what shows you have DVR, and it's just like <sighs> I am present. I am it reminds at you, peace. It reminds you of a simpler time. It does. And again, I sound like such a boomer. And like <laughs> most of our advances are positive. I agree. That's but. all right, dude. We're, 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 we're secretly boomers it's, at heart. I think it's, you can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, we, we had such a good time on that trip. Yeah. That uh, after we graduated high school the summer before we all went off to college, we decided to do it again. And it started becoming a tradition that yep. just among us. Yeah. Uh, so and it's been going. Every year. God, it's got to be pushing COVID. 10 years now. Oh my God. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, 2024. 2023 will be 10 years? I think so, yeah, because 2014, coming out of school, that would have been the first one, the inaugural one. Yeah, we missed one year for COVID, but that's about it. Yeah. Every other year we've... And I know a, I've missed a couple because I was in Montana. It's tough to oh, yeah. travel, but um, it's a lot of great memories. One of my favorites, though, was actually on that first camping trip Yeah, with, uh, with our football coach, and it was... Um, we were all going around the campfire <laughs> telling a story of something impactful in our lives yeah and your story was just it was i i don't even know how to describe it it was it was mind-blowing i wish i could recite it i don't want to i don't want to butcher it but for everyone at home on the edge of their seats i probably spent about 10 minutes setting up just my tragic backstory growing up kind of outside of pennsylvania uh you know sort of not outside of sorry yeah it's outside of philly right outside of a little bit out of philly in the suburbs um, I sort of got into, you know, you know, at that age, you, you don't really realize that you're getting in with some bad people. But in hindsight, I was starting to run with a crowd of kids that maybe wasn't super advantageous. Um, you know, things were money was tight. Things weren't always great. Um, and, and there was just this jerk on the we used to hang out kind of. It was like a like a metropolitan downtown area uh, where you could play basketball and, you know, that, that sort of things. Um, and there was just this one guy who was just always giving us shit. And normally my friends and I would walk away. But one day, uh, you know, I just decided that was enough. I walked up to him and I, you know, I, I, I said, hey, man, like we, we belong. We belong here, too. We got to stop doing this. Anyways, it, it kind of some blows were exchanged. I went home with a black eye. 
And what ended up happening was I got in one little fight and my mom got scared and she said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle to Bel Air. <laughs> I'm like, even knowing where that story is going, it is so much fun to hear you talk about yeah. it because it's, it's harrowing. Yeah. And so I just, I did it better than I had it all planned out. I literally spent 10 minutes like making up that backstory. I saw there were kids who were side talking to one another and the coach is like, hey, shut up. Like JR's sharing some real important stuff, you know, and everyone like. Oh, no, he was so into it. Yeah. He thought you were. This was like, this is why we go out in the woods. It it wasn't until you talked about uh, like the basketball, getting into the fight at the basketball court. Yeah. That that was when I pieced Some lights started coming on. Because for a long time, I'm like, man, I haven't. I met JR when we were 14. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know if you were local. I didn't know if you. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. No, I think I told it pretty well. I, I did rehearse it and it, it was funny to get everybody. I, I rope a doped them. It was, it was pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, so the camping trip we have it coming up this year, we're going to Loon Lake, which is by Lake Tahoe. Uh, that was shout That's, out, Carlos. I'm looking forward to it. It's yeah. going to be a lot of fun. It's always fun. Especially we've got. I've got like three years of camping trips worth of partying to make up Hell yeah. for. Yeah. And, that, we and we've all got year. two years. Yeah. So <laughs> we've got a pu- couple people who've gotten engaged. There's some weddings coming up. So things should be pretty oh, fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, to kind of loop around, that was when I, I took a shit standing up when we were by the river fishing and just really had to go. And you know, what? it was a little bit easier. <laughs> I've, I've heard great things. I just, I can't bring myself to do it. Yeah. It was... It's it's one of those like I'm still just now coming around to the like actually squatting. Yeah. To do, like you it know, makes sense. Your butthole you, spreads. You find it makes so, everything you find easier. Something to put your feet up on. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, I've heard the squatty I, potties are popular. I don't know if you've seen those. I've never tried one, but yeah, it's just this notion that we we grew up shitting in the squat stance, and so that's kind of what our body has evolved to do. And apparently, your bowels open up when you get into a squat position. Yeah, apparently so. It it definitely is. If nothing else, it is a more comfortable way to sit on the toilet. It is. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, <laughs> you know, like, you're on there for 20 minutes. Your legs are asleep. I don't know if you... Not I, not, a, not if you've got a squatty potty because your right. legs are up off the toilet seat, so you're not cutting off that circulation. I used to have... I do the... I call it like the walk of shame. I used to work for... Like, Family local. Records is not brought to you by squatty <laughs> potty. I feel like that's just disclaimer. Hashtag no free ads. <laughs> um, yeah, so I used to Lowe's... Basically, I mean... Blake and I kind of have similar stomach issues. You could cut this if you don't want people to know. Uh, uh, like, we've talked about okay, pooping cool. on the on for the sure. show before. So basically in the mornings, uh, it's a little bit of a rough time for me. So I used to have to, you know, open at Lowe's at 6 a.m. And I had some business I had to take care of once, you know, around <laughs> 6.30 rolls in. So you tuck the newspaper under the arm. Yeah, you know, it's quitting time. I'm going to go hit the bathroom. And, yeah, I'd be there 20, 30 minutes. And I come out and, uh, you know, everybody's like, where's JR been? And I try and play it off all cool, but I am stumbling. My legs are just dead asleep, you know. You can't, <laughs> you can't hide that, so. Uh, you know, you're walking from the bathroom and you're you're limping a little bit. People figure it out. Oh, dude, at Lowe's, did you have the um? Did you guys have the earpieces at Lowe's? We did. Like we had walkie talkies. We had walkie talkies. Oh, dude, we had. So I worked at Ace for a while. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And um, similar thing. So we had walkie talkies, but we had the earpieces. Okay. So we we felt all fancy. We got to yeah. be like Secret Service Mr. people. President. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I cannot believe we did not play Mr. President. Yeah, you should have. Uh, for those of you sitting at home, it's literally you do you do that. You put your fingers to your ear like Secret Service thing. The last yeah. person to do it is the president. Mr. President. Yeah. And you have to tackle him to safety. It's just a stupid. It's fun. Teenagers roughhousing yeah. type game. Yeah. So but you it, can figure it, out the pecking order, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, Tito was president a lot. <laughs> Shout out. And you know, you, you're always elbowing Sam like, hey. I don't want to have to tackle you. Can you can you put your hand on your ear, please? <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but anyway, yeah. So I'm sitting there in the bathroom, 15, 20 minutes, 
And I'm, I, I've got like five minutes at least left on the clock. Sure. And I left my earpiece in oh, on accident. Oh, yeah. And so I'm just sitting here uh, on my earpiece. Blake? Blake? Where, where's Blake? <laughs> Dude, my boss, who, who was already like a pretty like, he wasn't a micromanager per se, but yeah, he was one on, of those yeah. people like when he gave you an order, he expected you to drop everything yeah. and do that. He jumps. You say how high? Yeah. Yeah. After you're already in the air. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, and I come out of the bathroom and walk about back out onto the sales floor and he is literally just standing there right through the, right on the other side of the employees only door. What a dick. And like, where the fuck were you? Yeah. Like (laughs) just jumps down my throat immediately. It was like, yeah, dude, I had to poop. Yeah. What what, what can I say? Yeah. Like, do do you want me to poop on the sales floor? I'll poop on the sales floor. (laughs) I'm not going to like it. You're not going to like it. The customers aren't going to like it. But like, if that's what you want. That is a lose, lose, lose. But if you are so concerned (laughs) to managing my bowels. Then then fine. How high? Yeah. Yeah. No, I've had a, you know, a lot of places that I've worked. I've become very familiar with the bathroom. And, uh, you know, sometimes you go on 30, 40 minutes and I don't know. It's just a weird thing to play. It's like. I almost feel like people assume you're like up to no good. I'm like, nah, man, my stomach just hurts off your oh, back yeah, I, a little bit. Well, and it's like, thankfully, I'm not in, I, I'm never in the bathroom like 40 minutes. Yeah. Like that. that's a very rare thing. Sure. That's if like, I, you know, I ate something that didn't yeah, agree with me and that's I'm like what, sick, sick. Yeah. But like, it's, yeah, it's definitely one of those things. Like you have to learn to be comfortable in those bathrooms and you have yeah. to learn to be comfortable sharing that with people. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, like, I, I don't know what to tell you. I have no control over this. So my, my thing, <laughs> uh, I, it got triggered. I was on BART and I was on like a three hour. Oh. We like, it took me three hours because the train broke down and there's no it was there, a three hour tour. Yeah. A, a, a three hour tour. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So there's no restrooms on BART and, uh, which is bullshit by the way. It is bullshit because people shit on BART. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, there should be restrooms on it. Should. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man. So just like ever since then, I've just had this fear of like, what if I'm mid commute and just really got to take a shit? And so now it's like, I just, when I got to go, man, I got to go. And I, I've walked out of meetings. I, it's just, and, dude. Well, and then the anxiety when you're sitting yes. there like, Oh my God, what, what if, what if this happens? Yep. What if this happens? That's been my problem. It last makes year, so. it happen. It's the, yeah. the, the, it's the self fulfilling prophecy. I, this is going to be so therapeutic for me. And I was kind of hoping we get into this. So <laughs> I, sorry everybody else, but like, you know what? The last episode was titled most poop jokes. Yeah. Can we break this family record? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, it's just like, yeah, you get the, you get in this way where you're like, man, I really hope I don't have to shit my pants in the next 10 minutes. And then I don't know about you. I get like a minor quiver in my stomach. That's totally normal. But because I'm on bar, I'm like, oh, this is how it starts. Oh, yeah. I'm 10 minutes away from like well, there just, there five. Just be, yeah, with stomach issues, my stomach will just randomly make noises or yeah. do a little quiver. And it's it doesn't mean anything. No. But if I'm in a situation where I know I don't have access to a bathroom and yep. I feel one of those things, yep. it's, it's, it's like one of those things we were talking about before we started recording. Like, yep. If you have allergies and you have the slightest sniffle these yeah. days, yeah. it's like, oh my god, I have COVID. Yeah, it's, it's your like, mind no, goes it's, there. It's allergies. Yeah, like and, I, I am such a bad hypochondriac too. Yeah, with, with that kind of thing, that like, I will start finding symptoms. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then like, uh, <laughs> you know, it'll be like I'll, I'll sniffle once, and I'll be like, okay, it's just a sniffle. Yeah. Wait. I don't smell anything. Oh, wait, no, I'm just in a room where there's nothing <laughs> scented. Uh, <laughs> I had during COVID, I went out to a restaurant that I just think didn't season their food well enough. And I was sitting there eating. I'm like, oh, 
my God, this is how it starts. I was, I was with uh, my, my partner. I'm like, are you tasting this? Like, I don't taste this food. It's not, I don't, I don't think I have enough salt. It doesn't taste good. I got COVID. I got to call everybody. I just had like a family gathering. It was oh, just, dude, yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I will sit there. If I'll get, I'll get one sniffle and I'll like, I'll make myself a cup of coffee. Yeah. Just so that I can smell it and make sure I can still smell the coffee. I, I think I literally was like, we got to hit Taco Bell on the way home because I got to try something I know has flavor. Like, this, <laughs> I can't keep worrying about this. Oh, God. Yeah. That, that's bad when you have to go to Taco Bell for, yeah. to make sure that you can <laughs> still taste. To make sure you're healthy. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, you also go to Taco Bell to make sure you can still taste twice. You did warn us. I did. I did. <laughs> I'm surprised it's only been one so far. <laughs> right? I mean, we're a little over an hour in. It should be more by now. That's right. Actually, I was in a bookstore today. I saw that Jerry Seinfeld has a book out. It's just a bunch of his little, uh, little like, you know, when Seinfeld opens, he tells like a, a two-minute little, what do you call those? Like riff? What's the technical yeah. term? It's like a joke, I guess. A bit? A bit, yeah. It's just a whole collection of his bits. Like throughout like, like 50 years, he's like, it's called like, is this anything? I think that's what the book's called. And I was flipping through it. It was so funny just listening, like reading it in my Jerry Seinfeld voice. It was hilarious. Yeah. Oh more. yeah, of course. Um. Actually, so like when you say reading it in your Jerry Seinfeld voice, is it like you're hearing Jerry Seinfeld? Because <laughs> I we have kind of mentioned this as a throwaway thing sure. in, in a shout out to Jr. on shout a previous out. episode. Yeah. But like we we've talked about aphantasia. Yeah. Yeah, so Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Because I'm sure I butchered the description of what it is. I was just trying to make the Fantasia joke. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> so Aphantasia is something I didn't know was not normal, but I found out I had a few months ago going through Reddit. Basically, sorry if I'm putting it on the spot. No, no, no. I, I, think it's, I, I, I thought we'd talk about this. It's, I think it's kind of cool, actually. So basically, I found out that the vast majority of the world sees pictures in their head when they think about things. And I found out that I am not one of those people. And so basically like the, the test is or like there's many tests, but like one way to think about it is like if I say, hey, Blake, I want you to like imagine a horse. Right. And then the next question yeah, is like, okay. hey, Blake, like what, what color was that horse? It's a quarter horse. It's got socks, which are the little white stripes okay. up the ankles. It's yeah. got a star, which is just a dot on its forehead. Wow. Uh, yeah. No. And I could just I yeah, can picture bl- it. Blows me away. It's, it's, it's a brown horse. It's And so when I hear, hey, Jr., think of a horse. I'm like, okay, I am now thinking of a horse. I don't see a single picture. I don't see anything in my head. And um, you just four legs, hooves. Yeah, I'm like, I have loaded the attributes of a horse into my brain, but I, I see nothing. And so it goes, you're just you, you're just a computer. Like that's pretty much honestly, <laughs> I have no vision. And uh, it's the same thing with with memories. Um, and so people will be like, you know, think back about this thing that you saw. And I'm like, like I remember seeing it, and like I'm going to leave this podcast studio, and I will remember. You know, it was this cute little room. Blake and I sat right across from one another. There's this stuff here, but I will no longer see it. And so, mm. like, there is 100% a difference between me th- remembering something and me looking at a picture. And it's just like, it's just all black when I try when I try and visualize things. Oh yeah, no, no. no. I spend so much time in this room that this room is just constantly like yeah, in the back of my mind. Just. <laughs> and what's funny is one thing I've learned recently is. You perverts out there, when you imagine the audience in their underwear, you're actually doing it, you little jerks. Oh, yeah. yeah I, oh, oh, yeah. No, I, I had no idea. I was just like, you know, I get up on stage, I'm nervous. I'm like, okay, now I'm vaguely thinking of people wearing underwear. I'm not looking at, you know, the chick in row 3B and going like, I wonder what she looks like naked. You know, that just, that doesn't happen to well, me. to be fair, like, I... I don't think that's the right person to focus on anyway if you're trying to picture the audience in their underwear. I think yeah, you're supposed right. to pick somebody who looks okay. frumpy. Okay. That like, way I, I feel like frumpy is the perfect down. word. Because gotcha. like like looking at somebody frumpier than you 
no matter how frumpy you are as a person. That's a good word for it. Yeah. Yeah. Frumpy. Looking at somebody frumpier than you, we're going to yeah. see how many times I can say this. We're going to counter going ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Most frumpies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you that alone boosts your confidence because it's like, all right, well, at least I'm not the frumpiest person here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> ding. The, back to the pecking uh, order. <laughs> And then you picture him in your underwear, and then it's there, there's just that extra little like power move. Like, yeah. like look at me, I got a suit. You, you couldn't even wear socks, you idiot. <laughs> but yeah, so, really, boxers with hearts on them. How generic is yeah, that? That's right. <laughs> What's next, rubber ducks? <laughs> but yeah, so I basically it's been described as like having a blind mind's eye, which just means that I can create no visual stimuli for myself. So everything. If your mind's eye is blind, does that mean your mind's other senses are heightened? See, because I, I also can't like, is, do it. Is it like, are you like a daredevil, but like in your head? <laughs> I think no, because I can't hear things either. Like I, I'm trying to imagine Jerry Seinfeld's voice in my head. I don't well, hear that, anything. That was why I brought it up. Yeah. I think we did. We talked about, I envy you because you don't like actually physically get songs stuck in your head. Not physically, no. But what I, I almost, and it drives my partner crazy because I will just sing them out loud all day. And it's probably because I can't hear them. And I just know oh, like. Yeah. Hey, 40 seconds into Wonderwall is stuck in your head. And then I'm just walking around. I said, maybe, you know, and she's like, can you stop singing that song? You've been singing it all day. <laughs> what is it with family records and Wonderwall? I feel like we talked about it in the last two episodes. Well, anyways, here's too. Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> I have a uh, two second rant on that. That's a great song. And everybody who makes fun oh, of yeah, it, yeah, yeah. screw you guys, man. That no, song's like, awesome. <laughs> I, in general, like Oasis was the original Nickelback. Yeah, but like, yeah I guess so. <laughs> but like, no, Wonderwall is like, I don't know. It's like, it's like the rock star, like Nickelback yeah. with rock star is yeah. like Wonderwall with Oasis. Like that was the one song that transcends the shitty band. I was thinking the other day, <laughs> how horny is Chad Kroger as a man? And how do you stay oh, that horny when you're be. 45 years old? Like, well, isn't he also married to Avril Lavigne? I think so. Some, like, somebody like that. Like, he, Just how, like, how much horny do you have to have to still be? There's a song. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to recite this is some spoken word. S is for the simple need. E is for the ecstasy. X is just to mark the spot because that's the one you really want. Sex is always the answer. It's never the question because the answer is yes or the answer is yes. That's something like a 45-year-old <laughs> man wrote down and was like, hey, other 45-year-old friends, do you want to make a song about this? And everyone's like, that's a good idea. Now, to be fair, in Nickelback's absence, I feel like there's been a lot of tension in the world. Yeah. So I feel they served a purpose <laughs> in society. <laughs> that's... <laughs> It's we, how white people could get hashtag horny, Hashtag bring think. back Nickelback. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's why there's been a lot of bonking going on lately. Maybe, maybe back. We, we, we need to get like, we need to get JT on the horn because he brought sexy back. Yeah. Now he needs to bring, bring Nickelback. Back. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> I, I like yours too, but. Uh, <laughs> no, it's good. I, I was going for the Nickelback pun. I like that. That was good. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we did touch on this a little bit earlier on. Mm-hmm about whether or not grownups or grownups too is better. Yeah. I believe you, you told me you actually have something prepared because you heard the, oh, uh, the, oh, yeah. the debate with Mikey. All right. Allow me to bust out the laptop now. So I know that this is an audio podcast, obviously. So I'm going to explain it to Blake, but I'm not going to let him look at my laptop. We, I might need you to like send some screenshots. We could put them on the Instagram or something. Yeah, like, I will export like, it to PDF. At JR has yeah. con- conclusively mathematically <laughs> proven. Yep. So here's what I did, Blake. So I took, uh, I basically said, imagine you have 10,000 movies, okay? Now, in general, let's say a movie is rated on a scale of 1 to 100. I said, make the average, you know, right around 50 or whatever. And so then I said, okay, so we're just going to randomly make 10,000 movies. 
the next step is to decide which one of those movies will get a sequel. Okay. Now, in general, a shitty movie is not going to get a sequel, right? Right. So my rule was a movie has to be at least 50 out of 100 for it to get a sequel. And then without going into the detail, basically, like if a movie is 100 out of 100, it's for sure going to get a sequel. If it's 50 out of 100, it's got like a 50-50 shot. Okay. Okay. And then what I did was I took that that movie if it got a sequel i then randomly created the score of that sequel and then i compared them and what the sort of this is like now when you say randomly created the score of that sequel are you uh-huh. just is that like like a random number yeah just, just between zero and a hundred uh specifically for anybody following who is a little more like probabilistic i feel like you probably could have just gone on rotten tomatoes and like so and that will be the sampled next yes that'll be the next part of this but so this See, is, I, I know a little bit of math i, yeah, I know yeah. at least statistics i work in marketing i know that much definitely <laughs> so this was like the probabilistic approach except i didn't want to have to do all the calculus to get the hard number i might later not later on just because i'm curious but when you simulate it ten thousand times what you find is 85 percent of the time the original movie ends up being higher rated than the sequel so it's not 100 percent of the time but just empirically by doing what's called bootstrap sampling we do find that 85 percent of the time uh the sequel is an inferior movie to the original um and then to blake's point that's all well and good why don't you just look at the raw data i was going to do that and then i was like i bet somebody else has done this so i found somebody did look at imdb and did this and I oh believe- so they took the imdb rating yeah i figured rotten tomatoes would be the good because then you could compare audience and critic yeah, that's a that's a good point. And maybe because like how many how many Mikeys are out there leaving Rotten Tomatoes reviews that <laughs> skew this data? That's right. Um, so shout I, out Mikey. Yeah, shout out Mikey. <laughs> it's like a weird like Twilight Zone. Uh, but basically, so at IMDb, eighty seven percent of t- of the time, the first movie was high, more highly rated than the second movie. Um, I can see if I can find Rotten Tomatoes data. I don't know if it's public or not, I'd, but because I'd be curious to see like the difference in critic versus audience opinions on that, because like. Like, I, I know you are a big movie buff, like, yeah. like to the point, like, you actually do take almost a critic's approach to watching movies. I try to about as, like, unpretentiously as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Unpretentious. That's like, right. uh, like, like beautiful whiskey uh, over yeah. there. Like, uh, where, where's the lid? Crooked Fox. Crooked Fox. Blended bourbon whiskey. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, like, I remember you recently started the MCU. Yeah, so let me, I'll give a two-second spiel. Yeah, you gave, like, like legit critical reviews of all of them. Yeah, so I basically, I... I, I've tried it. It's grueling to, like, to to pay that close attention to detail to a movie. Oh, yeah, and I... I'm just, I just want to go and I want to have a fun romp for two hours and be done with it. But, like, like again, I'm going to plug for to Tango because somehow it keeps circling back there. (laughs) We, We all watched Wonder Woman 1984. Okay. And, uh, we, we put the movie on trial and I had to take a critic's approach that like didn't have to, sure. but like I, I did fun, because yeah. I knew that we were going to be debating the quality of this movie. I yeah. knew I was going to have to pay attention to detail and maybe it's just, I picked a bad movie to be the first, to be my first criticism. Yeah. Put your critics hat on. But like, it is brutal to like, just break down every scene. And like, I paused, I rewound, I yeah, it, I mean, I'll take notes. I, I literally, when I'm done, I will like, I need a nap because I have been sitting there with my eyeballs open and my mind processing everything for two hours. It is, I, I always, I like, I think Ratatouille does a good job of like showing like what being a critic does to a person. And yeah. I, I'm very far from like professional. I just did this for fun for the MCU. Uh, but yeah, it is, it's exhausting work, but it was rewarding that a lot of our friends kind of read through and did. Uh, they were good reviews. Thank you. I'm glad that they were well received. I had a lot of fun with it. Um 
I found it kind of added, you know, if nothing else, it helped me pay more attention to to these movies that I wanted to take a look at. It all started because I had this bias against MCU movies. I was like, these are all trash. I, I don't want to spend my time. And then finally, after Infinity War came out, I was like, or Endgame, I was like, all right, enough people are saying that these are amazing. I'm going to go through, I'm going to watch all 21 of these goddamn movies, and I'm going to see how they hold up. And I was pleasantly surprised. There were some stinkers in there, but a lot of them were not bad. All right, what are your top five movies? And oh. how many MCU sequels do you think were better than the originals? Okay, top five movies. I'm not going to give you five. I will say off the top of my head, Inglorious Bastards is one of my favorite. I, I meant MCU movies. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, okay, and I mean, I have the list, but I don't have service, so let me just yeah. think. Okay, so for <laughs> sure my favorite was Winter Soldier. I think that's a pretty common take, though. Yeah, uh, Winter, sequel. Yeah, okay, Winter Soldier is a sequel. That is interesting. Um, Winter Soldier, uh, I mean, Endgame was just a whole lot of fun. Uh, I liked both the Ant-Man movies. I would say those were probably up there. Um, Did you just like those because they were set in San Francisco? That was a big part of it. It was charming. San Francisco, for all you film directors out there, San Francisco always shows up beautifully on film. I mean, you, you go through, you, you look at all the movies and TV that are just set in San Francisco. It's always wonderful stuff. Stop mm. making your movies in New York. Every movie is in New York City. It drives <laughs> me crazy. Um, I don't know. That's close enough to five. But in terms of how many are better than the sequel, definitely not the Iron Man. Ragnarok is the best Thor for sure. Uh, Which is Soldier is the best Captain America, and then everything else is probably a toss up. I like Guardians two a little bit more off the top of my head. Hmm. Um, so MCU might actually have it fifty fifty, but I feel like it's like a rare kind of exception where they just had a shit ton more money once they got into later phases. You know that they hmm. were able to just really pump everything up as much as they could. Yeah, that's that's totally fair. Yeah. Um. All right. So I do see we're 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 kind of starting to peter out. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and we are we've been on for a little while, so I think we're going to move on to an interesting archive. Okay. So this one because we had you on, um, I went with one tech related. Okay. Nice. So Apple founder and CEO Steve Jobs became a vegan because he believed it would stop him having body odor, reducing his need to shower. Wow. Did it work? Does anybody know? I don't know. That's literally all the the input was in there. Like, okay. I don't know. Is that a thing? I you work in the tech sector. How many eccentric people do you work with, and how many of them? Man, so eat vegetables so they don't have to shower. So there's when you work in the tech sector, I would say about ten to twenty percent of developers almost think that they're god with what they do, and they mm-hmm. sit in their laptops all day. Have the biggest egos I've ever seen. Um, definitely a lot of vegans. I don't know if that's just because it's kind of highly concentrated in cities. And I think people in the city are more Maybe. vegan. Um, haven't, didn't run into any with, with body odor issues, but that's an interesting approach. Steve Jobs is a weird guy, I think. Oh yeah. <laughs> he was an eccentric dude for sure. Yeah. It, it reminds me of like the Soylent Green stuff, like, or not Soylent Green, but like a couple years ago, they were like selling something similar to Soylent. You had all these like skinny developers just drinking all their meals. Mm. Um, and it turned out to be not so good for you. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty nuts. (laughs) I mean, it seems like tech people just do whatever they think will make them more like machines. I will say the show Silicon Valley is very accurate from what I've found Mm. so far. And I haven't worked in the Valley yet. I've I've only worked in the city (laughs) and it's it's not far off. Yeah. All right. Um, I think it's about time to move on to plugs. Sure. Jerry, you got anything to plug? So I'm really mad because on my way over, I was going to make the same 
or on my way over, I was listening to last week's episode and uh, Mikey made the same joke I was going to make. I was going to, I had a very long setup about plugging my butt, but that was taken. So I will plug instead um, a, a, a YouTube channel called Three Blue, One Brown. If you have any interest in math, but don't feel like math really clicked with you, this guy is just incredible. Just the visualizations that he puts together and the explanations that he have. It's, it's really approachable for anybody who's curious. And in general, my two cents are that like, for some reason, as a society, uh, shout out Ellis Rodriguez, <laughs> my two cents. <laughs> For some reason, as a society, we're like, yeah, it's cool to be bad at math. Like only nerds are good at math, and we should, you know, in like ninth grade, we should just decide we all suck at math. But math is awesome, and people should explore it. And if you have any curiosity, definitely check out Three Blue One Brown is the YouTube channel. The guy's incredible. Oh, sweet. Yeah, and then I had a, I had another joke plug, but I don't remember what it was. All right. Um. So you can follow me on Twitter at Blake Sweet Comic. Uh, you can also check out the other two shows that I do. Fat, uh, Fat Tango Presents, which is scripted comedy. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we put out content bi-monthly or semi-monthly now. Uh, and then you can check out Ford to Tango, which I have shouted out several times throughout <laughs> the run of this episode. It is on YouTube. It is everywhere you get podcasts. It is the four owners of Fat Tango Productions just getting together, having fun, playing games, and putting bad movies on trial. <laughs> bad sequels on trial, nonetheless. Heck yeah. Um, and I figure I'll, I don't know. You listen to the show. Do you know Matt's plugs off the top of your head? Matt Tango? On TikTok. On TikTok. Uh, I know the show. At, at Matt Rodolfi on Twitter. Okay. And then there's Family Records Poe because you can get right. podcast on Twitter, right? Family Records Poe on Twitter. Family Records Podcast on Instagram. Okay. You got this all memorized. Yeah. You guys must, there must be some drill. We do this every on. week. It, yeah. it, it, it gets repetitive. <laughs> I was going to say my last plug was BS, BS comedy yet on TikTok. Even though I, I've stopped plugging it because I just, I don't use TikTok. I'm just going to shame Blake into making more TikToks. I do it, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm waiting for that push. Um, and then check out They Might Be Bronies with Matt and Mikey where they watch every episode of My Little Pony. And yep. And if you're listening, uh, leave a five-star review and shame Blake into making more TikTok videos. Yeah. Uh, leave a five-star review and I will read it. Um. Also, go check out our website, FatTangoProductions.com. We have a merch store up, and we also have recently launched a Discord that has been picking up some steam, uh, and the link will be on the website. All right, man, you got any final thoughts? No, I don't think so. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me this on. This has been a lot of fun. we got to do this again. Definitely. Maybe, yeah. maybe one of these days we'll actually get Matt in the booth. He can actually meet the man, the myth, the legend. See, I, I'm afraid that my profile has been so built up that Matt <laughs> would be disappointed. So I've been trying to avoid him. You'll notice I came on when he when he wasn't in town this week. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, Matt. Well, this was a lot of fun. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, please don't forget to subscribe, leave a rating, review, share. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. That's pretty much it. Uh, do you know our sign-off, JR? Yes, I do. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, catch you next week. Peace. Peace. Late. Late. Out. Out. This has been a Fat Tango production.